and you're on the sport, Jack and Joel, with you. Hopefully having a great time wherever you are at the Sport FM on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to get your feedback on those. Uh, but we're looking for our favourite place in France uh, with the Rugby World Cup um, coming to a close and just speaking to Christy Doran, who was the editor of the Raw.com.au, wrapping up the World Cup there. He's over there at the minute. Um, he's loved every bit of it, uh, but I'd love to get your thoughts. 0485 981 is the text message uh, number here, and we would love to get uh, your thoughts on the best places in uh, in France. Uh, mine was Nice. Yep. And you haven't been, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I can't comment. Huge on that, show but... still to come. We're going to go. We're going to get to uh, Scott Lucas very shortly. He's Phoenix um, Phoenix Group or Phoenix Management. And he's going to wrap up the AFL trade period with us. But right now, uh, with the Cricket World Cup uh, in full swing, goodness me, there's been some upsets. There's been some thrillers. There's been um, uh, lots of action. And Australia lost their first two games. But uh, against... They've bounced back. They have bounced back against the Sri Lankans over the weekend. And to talk us through it, he's a former Australian one-day player, but he spends most of his time in the T20 circuit. Cannot believe we've caught him at the right time. He's all over the world usually, and that's Chris Lynn. G'day, Chris. (laughs) Hello, James. Thank you for the warm welcome. Oh, no worries, mate. Now, look, uh, first of all, I mean, you're, you're in Brisbane, but you've just come back from America. What were you doing there? Yeah, so I was over there for uh, the minor cricket league, um, played with a team called the Kingsmen, who, and we actually took another trophy out. So, um, like we were touching base before, it's um, everywhere you go, you look to bring home trophies. And I suppose when you reflect, when you when you retire, I'm not that stage yet. You want to see how many trophies are in the in the cabinet. So, add another one to the list. But it, mate, it was great. And I actually caught the back end of the Lions um, trip over there as well. The Brisbane Lions oh. boys. Ah. Oh. They were in full flight, as you could imagine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great couple of days towards the back end. But, yeah, got home on Friday. Actually played a rugby league game, a charity rugby league game for the Carb Web Foundation um, oh. up here. So my body's still a bit sore, um, <laughs> as you can imagine. But, um, yeah, it's good to be home. And um, I'll tell you what, Brisbane weather at the moment, it's absolutely turned on. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it, well, it's sort of here in Melbourne as well. Uh, now, but okay, got lots of things to talk about there. First of all, okay, let's talk footy. Uh, who was best on? Do you feel in the Brisbane Lions end of season camp? <laughs> it's got to be Charlie Cameron. There was Harley Davidson's getting revved up everywhere. I think he lost his teeth on a couple of nights. Um, mate, it was great fun. But the boys were over there to play golf, so they absolutely love their golf. So we're over at Sage Valley, which is a great part of the world, right near. Augusta. Um, so yeah, it was very fun indeed. <laughs> Great, and uh, also just uh, I mean this week uh, cricket got included uh, into the LA Olympic Games, which is a fantastic achievement by cricket. Uh, you've obviously been to America. What's the what's the feeling of cricket like in America? I mean, is it is it just getting bigger and bigger? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, like we all know, there's a huge Indian population. Um, in America so obviously they go hand in hand with the Indians you know absolutely loving their cricket and um, basically a big part of why I went over there is to try and grow the game you know obviously we as I said want to win tournaments and that's all great but um, try and grow the game in America and as you said they've We've been, uh, we've got the LA 28 now. We'll create, um inducted into that, so I won't be playing. I don't think at that time, but I won't put my hand up for a coaching gig. I reckon that sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, anytime we get the opportunity to, you know, I've played in 
you know, all cricketing countries, but I recently played in um, Toronto as well, which is not too far from um, Atlanta, where I was just based. And as I said, they absolutely love their cricket, mate. They're absolutely mad for it. Um, so we just, we'd be silly if we don't um, try and grow the game there, just simply by pure population and, and numbers. Speaking of cricket-loving nations, the World Cup is occurring right now over in India, the ODI World Cup, that is, Chris. I just want to ask about the difficulty of playing on the batting wickets. We've seen some a bit of struggle in the Australian top order. Can you comment on the, uh, the Indian wickets over there? Yeah, look, I've been to India probably 20, 25 times, but I've never actually played this time of year when it's so hot. Um, so a big thing is obviously when you um, – if you do bat first um, – you know, don't underestimate what the heat takes out of you when you are bowling first, sorry, um, and fielding. Um, and then the wickets do change with the amount of dew that falls um, in different areas. Um, you know, so we've seen some mixed sort of wickets so far. I mean, Australia were always going to play India on a turning wicket in Chennai. That was just a no-brainer. The in- India, you know, we, every time we come, um, they come out to Australia, we try and play them at the Gabba. Um, that's just common sense to try and get the win on the board nice and early. Um, we're playing pack Pakistan in um, Bangalore, uh, I think, on Friday night. So that's generally a high-scoring ground. Um, so who, who knows there? But um, I think just the teams that adapts um, the quickest will win the tournament. No doubt India are, are huge favourites for it. But, um, you know, Afghanistan, are they dark horses to get a couple of wins and sneak into the semis? We saw uh, the Dutch knock off South Africa last night. South Africa have been playing some great cricket, but coming into these wickets, are they prepared and can they adapt, um, you know, well enough? So no doubt the subcontinent teams have got a huge advantage, but there's that bit of X factor in there. And um, looking at that Australian lineup, we haven't played um, nowhere near our best cricket. And that's the most exciting part about it because Glenn Maxwell's going to turn on one night. David Warner's got a big game in, and Mitchell Stark's going to take three for in his first spell at some point. So I'm excited about it. It's just a shame. It's a little bit past my bedtime to watch all those games. <laughs> yeah, that's no, disappointing. But to, to, to tell us, I mean, the, the cricket we saw uh, it was on a Monday night against Sri Lanka. It yep. was, it was, you know, obviously we, we got up and won in the finish. But the whole side, I mean, it didn't add. There was no spark. It didn't feel. There was no excitement. I mean, is it is that an issue going into the rest of the tournament, or do you think, you know, they're yeah. just building themselves? I mean, from the outside looking in, we have played a lot of cricket leading up to the World Cup, uh, and then you know we burnt that review on the first ball, and I think mentally that just would have gone, you know. You know, pain and you know, fatigue going through the roof. If you know, not getting that early wicket, um, or a bit of luck, or you know, a bit of a hard done by story. So um, we've just got to, as we saw, we just got to ride that wave. And you know, these blokes have played enough cricket; they're fit enough. We know that. Um, you know, but you don't win the World Cup in the first couple of games of the tournament. Um, we all know that. We've just got to keep building. Um, yeah, it might take a rocket here or there from from the senior players or the coaching staff to you know really spark our, our World Cup um, campaign. But yeah, look, it is hard to say when we are sitting on the other side of the world. Um, so I don't want to you know criticise the boys too much. You know, a number of those guys have won World Cups before, so they know exactly what to do. The only thing is, we've just made it a little bit harder for ourselves. But in saying that, build momentum up. Um, you know, and you don't want to drop a game. We've, we've won the World Cup in the past by losing early games and then uh, not conceding a, a loss after that. So we'll see what happens, but it's going to make it all exciting. But, mate, I, I love these smaller um, smaller nations winning games. That's what's, you know, 
creating that chat amongst the, the cricketing world. Um, not even the cricketing world, just the sporting world. Um, you know, when Afghanistan and Afghanistan and the Dutch, you know, get win, big wins against, especially those palms. We we love to see them fail. <laughs> so when they got beat the other night, I was over the moon. <laughs> hey, Chris, I just want to talk to you about the. I guess your evaluation of our batting unit. There's been so much chopping and changing of the top order. Is there sort of anyone that you'd like to see come into the team who you think's a bit stiff to miss out, or do you reckon the the top order should be uh, sort of cemented? Yeah, it's going to get tricky because I believe Travis Head is on his way over there. He'd be there by now. Um, and are they going to pick him straight away after missing a couple of months of cricket? Um, so there's a tough decision there. And his replacement, Marnus Labuschagne, has actually been probably the form battle of the Australian lineup so far. So for me, who do they leave out? I mean... The, the best in the team, Steve Smith, are you going to drop him? He's been the, probably uh, the leanest of, of runs so far, but, you know, do you, he's got no many credits in the bank. You can't drop him for a few generations. Um, um, so, it, you know, it's, it's going to get tricky. And other another thing is, can we play another spinner? Um, you know, we've seen him you play three spinners before and the wickets might be, get, be getting a little bit more tired throughout the tournament. Um, is the Jew going to play a factor? Um, yeah, it's there's so many questions up in the air at the moment, but the beauty about that is we get to criticise from the couch, whereas these guys, are, you know, there's a method to their madness. Um, they might, you know, you might see Marcus Stoinis take the new ball here or there. You know, there's going to be some rogue um, decisions being made, especially, as I said, to try and create that spark. Um, and Tra- Travis Head might be that spark that they need, you know, coming fresh off an injury. Um, and if I'm being honest, Head is the type of bloke that doesn't matter if he's played you know, for the last six months or hasn't played for six weeks, you know, he's going to go there. Um, there's not all that uh, too much common sense between the years with Head. He just gets on with the business, plays what's in front of him, and that's what we love about him. And what about the wicket-keeping position? We've seen that already change hands in the first, you know, sort of couple of games. I mean, is that an issue going in or is that just overhyped as well? Uh, yeah, look, potentially. I mean, we love beating ourselves up and creating our own stories, don't we? So, I mean, uh, Keza might have been a little bit stiff. You know, he's been a glue for that Australian lineup for a number of years now um, in... in you know, the one-day format and also, you know, the test arena. But Josh Inglis is a serious player as well. So were they looking more for a batter or a top-order batter? I don't know. But um, if you pick either of those blokes, you're not going to miss out. I mean, as I said, it's a good problem to have in the Australian change room. But first and foremost, your top four need to get the job done. You can't be relying on, you know, batters five, six and seven. Um so, yeah, we've just got to oh, – mate, it's it's quite easy, as I said, for us to sit on the couch and say it, but we've got to do the fundamentals well. Um, that game, I think, against South Africa, we dropped five, catch, five or six catches. Um, you can't be given, you know, superior batsmen like that a number of lives and trying to take 15 wickets instead of 10. So um, they, they know that. I mean, it's nothing new. We all we all um, can sit back and say, could have, should have, would have done this and that. But at the end of the day, you know, these guys are the best in Australia. They're the best. 11 in Australia and when generally when you're the most talented in Australia you generally have got a you know, good cricket IQ I call it and so they're going to be all over it it's just all about that bit of spark as you said uh, if we can we can find that we're going to be hard to stop but you know if, if we're being realistic India are going to be so hard to beat um, but in saying that Kerry O'Keefe said it the other night they, they tend to um, you know choking in big matches so if we do play him in a semi-final I'll be back in Australia all the way absolutely <laughs> fantastic hey Chris well, we'll leave it there buddy I know you're a busy man uh, but uh, yeah really appreciate you giving us some of your time mate 
Yeah, most welcome, guys. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. <laughs> See you later. Chris Lynn there. Uh, he's going to play for the Adelaide Strikers in this year's Big Bash League. Uh, we're going to get to a break, and after that, we're going to be talking to Scotty Lucas.